Okay, super soldiers. We're going to get into it, all right? This is Ice Cream Man back again. Okay. Now, this is a heavy topic. It's pretty dark, but uh, I'm going to do my best to keep it light and not get too detailed and whatnot. So, uh, but I think it's a very interesting topic. I went down the YouTube uh, research rabbit hole back in the day. Now, these videos are hard to find. Um, you might have to go to BitChute and Rumble to look them up, but... The guy I was researching was named James Casbolt, okay? James Casbolt, also known as Michael Prince, all right? Um, there's a lot of uh, photos, documentation, videos. He does a lot of interviews. This was through uh, Project Camelot. Uh, they used to make some, some weird videos. They would just have on whoever, and they could say, you know, I'm from fucking Mars, and I shot aliens and stuff, right? So Project Camelot was back in the day, but some of the stories are really cool, real intriguing, and you know the government is up to something, obviously, people know this, you know, and when it comes to military and soldiers and humans, they're, you can almost guarantee they're like Nazis were kind of a, a beginning of that, uh, eugenics, and um, the elites themselves, they're into eugenics, right, they mix with their own people, right? Like, uh, the king, uh, will, will marry, uh, a princess of a different country, right? And, uh, those royals, the one royal family, they controlled, like, a lot of Europe, um, back in World War One and Two or whatever, right? Um, they're all cousins, like, uh, the Tsar of Russia, and then, the leader of Germany and uh, the king of England, they were cousins. So, all right, let's get into it. Um, this guy, James Casbolt, he's English, but he said as a kid, I think when he was nine years old, he was taken from, I think he was voluntarily given to the military by his, his mom or his guardian. I think that's what happened. Um, but he came, and at nine years old, he said he went to a place, a mil underground military base in Nelson, B.C., which is, I live in B.C., and um, Nelson is a real town, you know, I've been there, and it's not too hard, you can just go there, drive there, but he said there's underground uh, Nazi military base there, right, and that's where he was... Um, raised as a child as a super soldier right and they had this program where the you had to go through all this like they would throw a wild wolf in the cage with the with the kid right kid would have to defend himself and and win and they would do have to do all these hard difficult trainings you know sometimes with freezing freezing weather um being wet whatever uh, I don't remember all the specifics, and I think some of it was a very negative experience. That's why I don't really want to talk about it. But, I mean, underground military bases, Nelson, BC, this is going to be an awesome podcast, man. You're in for a ride, okay? So, and he said he was brought there with other kids, and then they had to go through this kind of uh, tortured training or whatever to become great uh, heroes, right? Some people would have um, different skills and abilities, right? But uh, 
if you made it through the program. Um, he said they would get he would get visited by uh, George Bush Senior. He would come there and take a look at them. And you know they make they have tunnels underground, and you know they probably go all across the country. And you know people know this. Uh, the elite class is kind of like um, they perceive themselves as being like an uh, having their own world, right? They got their own world, and they have their own rules. And then you're not allowed to participate in their world, right? But you can participate in this real world, which is fine, obviously. But if they want to, they have high-speed underground trains that go like Mach two and shit like that, right? That's what I've heard. You know, they have all these tunnels, and um, that's I think that's where a lot of NASA's budget and a lot of military budget goes to just to making tunnels underground. And I think that's what uh, uh, Ant Antarctica is. Uh, people say it's the end of the earth or something like I think that's stupid um uh, you know I haven't done it not to get off topic but flat earth is kind of a as a totally different topic um but I think in Antarctica you know I think they just have they have a town they have some towns there and um they got underground shit there and they invest a lot of money in there but it's an international kind of uh, deal right I think it's like the elites, uh, Las Vegas. That's what I think because they're always into just uh, like partying and uh, having a lot of sex and drinking and booze and trying to feel powerful. So they have and definitely got their. If they have anything secret and hidden, it has to do with that. Um, just being super powerful, a lot of sex and whatever you know. And probably some cool machines and maybe some sci scientific stuff. A lot of, like I know the elites, they got high technology and they do tend to live a bit longer, but they don't live that long, right? You know, they look pretty decrepit. You see these guys. So there's like a lot of conspiracy about um, they have super high tech longevity science and. You know, obviously, I bet they do. They have something. But if you just look at them, like, uh, they're they're pathetic, man. They're wretches, right? Dick Cheney and all these guys. They can't even... They could even uh, jog up a hill, I bet, man. Okay. So I don't think we should get, like, uh, intimidated by these people. That's all I'm saying. So, James Casbolt talks about, oh man, I could make this a real long podcast, because I know a lot about this, but, um, he talks about, uh, making, or, uh, being Nelson, BC, and then he was, uh, underground getting training, he was growing up, and then it came to a point, I think he, he got, um, rescued from a different group, a different military group, they came and they took him away. You know, I don't know the exact timeline, but they they uh, they kind of rescued the whole group of kids, right, from this Nazi group. Because there's these elites; they're not all one monolithic group. They're all they got their own agendas, right? So he specifically says that he he was Jewish. That's what he says, and um, he says these elite class and negative people. 
not everyone elite is uh, negative. Obviously, you gotta realize this. You know, some people are just they're ben if you benefit, you have a lot of money and you benefit society in a positive way. You know, like this is kind of obviously interpretation, but um, if you're a good person doing good things. Uh, you're just investing in mining or something, you know, how can you be a negative elite person, right? So, not all wealthy people are bad, you gotta remember that. Um, but, uh, he said that the two, these two very powerful groups was this old Jewish group, right? Uh, Khazarian Mafia, some people call them, you know, there's all different sects in, in Judaism, so you can't just pick out the Jews as one monolithic group. There's all different sects, just like um, in Christianity, there's different sects. So you can't really say, oh, Jews are this and that, Jews and this and that, because it's a misidentification, you know. And they have, um, just like one sect of one religion will be into cannibalism, you know, like, but the other sect of other religion will just, they'll be normal, good people, go to church on Sundays and whatever, right? So he said um, the very some of the the two most powerful. I don't know if he said most powerful, but he said these groups that are clashing that he was involved with. He was from a, um, a Jewish Khazarian group um, that kind of. He said they were from, um, you know, the Greek Greeks at Sparta. He said they were from Sparta, but you know I. I never heard that there was a lot of Jewish people in Sparta. I mean, maybe this is true, right? But uh, he said he was kind of from the lineage of Sparta, and then it came up through Count Dracula and all these guys, right? So, well, I don't know if uh, Dracula was Spartish uh, or Jewish. I could have been wrong there, but so he said that, or they kind of lived the ideology of Sparta. Okay. He said they were from Sparta, lived the ideology of Sparta. There's actually a book, a PDF you can download, it's free. Anybody can read it, it's not that long, it's about 30-40 pages. It's very condensed information, very heavy topics, right? Mm. Like, I don't even know if any of this is real, this is just what he's saying, and there's a lot of documents and uh, photographs that you can see that kind of validate what he's saying, okay? Like, you'll see him with pictures... With the Marines, he's in the Marines, but he's a British soldier, soldier, and then you'll see him with his very uh, dukes and stuff in uh, New York City. They have a charity event, and he's there with the Roth Rothschilds and uh, the, the Duke of Holland and shit like that, and his wife is from a very powerful family. Okay, but... Okay. There's these two groups, and the one uh, is a very powerful Jewish group, right? And then the other side is a very powerful Nazi group. They're the Aryan, blonde, blue-eyed, right? So he said that um, these two groups had been fighting each other for a long time, okay? Like, I don't know the whole history, man. This is just what he says, right? But he said recently they decided to make a pact and put their differences aside and work together on a one-world government, right? This is what he said. So the Nazis and the Jews, they he said they came together, and to solidify that pact, they had um, the head of the Nazis, who was 
allegedly a guy named like Pindar. He was uh, Pindar is like symbolic head of the Illuminati or whatever. Um, and like his name isn't Pindar, but that's the title he was given, right? So Pindar, the head of the Illuminati, um, the Nazis. He he gave his daughter to this guy, and this guy said he came from a Jewish bloodline of warriors, right? So then him and his, they got married, him, uh, James Casbolt, and Haley. Haley, I don't know her last name. She was the daughter of Pindar, the head Nazi guy, right? Um, which is, I think he's a billionaire. I think he's still living, you know, I think Haley's in California or something. Right now, James Casbolt is in prison, but... And then him and uh, the lady, they had a daughter, right? And their daughter barely had very difficulties uh, being born because these two bloodlines are very different, right? This is what he says. But she has, like, magical powers and, you know, she's, like, really psychic and, like, very powerful person, right? Because these two bloodlines, they're supposed to have their own abilities, too. Everybody has, they're born with their abilities. And when you're in the elite class, they find out what your abilities are in early age and they they facilitate developing them, right? Um, and it's all, like, kind of in the open. That's why you see in... Um, Star Wars, the Jedi training, stuff like that, right? Uh, they find the kids powerful in the, with the Force at a young age, and then they train them, right? That's what the elites do, because they're eugenicists, right? Um, and so they had a baby, and she survived, and everything's... I don't, I don't know, everything's fine, I think. Her health is okay, she had some issues and stuff like that. But I imagine she'd be probably 10 or something like that now. I don't know. It was only like uh, maybe a decade ago, right? But it goes through his... He talks about his whole life. Like, there's a lot of crazy stuff. Okay. He said he was kind of trained by the Vatican and his military training. He was a Vatican assassin. He had, um, there's this one thing, he actually had to do a hit on the Rothschilds, um, this is what he said, right? There was this charity event, and he was there with the Dukes, with the Duke of Holland and his wife, and there was a whole bunch of Rothschilds and millionaires and people, the elites of uh, New York City. And uh, it was a charity event, and then he went into the washroom, and one of his Vatican handlers was there, right? There's a Vatican handler was there. He gave him a code word, and uh, when you get a code word, then that kind of triggers you, right? So you're set into action. And then uh, behind, uh, and then the, his handler gave him, a, gave him a firearm pistol, right? And... Uh, the pistol had, uh, on the bullets, it had designs on the bullets, like magical runes on the bullets, and, uh, there were magical runes on the, on the guns, like, they're all into magic and vibration and stuff, so if you make a symbol, it has a vibration, right, and, uh, some symbols can give you power, some can give you health, some can bring you money, some, uh, 
it can uh, arc dark, right? So that's what the gun is about, right? So, and then he composes himself, he gets a firearm, he goes in there, starts blasting, right? People are just having dinner at the restaurant, is what he said, right? Blasting uh, away the Rothschild families he knew which ones uh, to shoot at, right? But um, I know this is dark, but I'm just going to explain what he said. And uh, except the Evelyn Rothschild, the one of the head guys, uh, he said usually when you start blasting, you know, people just freeze, they stop moving, right? So they just sit there and don't do anything. But the Evelyn Rothschild, no, he got up, he got out, so he made it out. Then the next day, you never hear anything about it in the news, right? But because who controls the news, right? All those people sitting there, right? But he said he took out some of the Rothschild family. And uh, there were some disputes going on with these groups. You know, they're not. And, uh, and then you see the... You you see the photographs. He's he's there online. You can see him with the with the Duke of Holland in a tuxedo with his wife at that event, right? So who knows if it happened or not? But it's kind of an interesting story. But he said as he was growing up, he was basically used as a assassin. He took out over like 115 people and all this stuff. And uh, he's just talking. He's talking for hours. It's, and it's not like you get an evil vibe from the guy, but. And this one other guy, Max Spears, he he passed away, but he was all he was allegedly a super super soldier too, and um, he had a very evil vibe to this guy, man. Like uh, James Casbolt, he goes into that he would go through a lot of rituals, like Mason rituals. And, uh, you know, they put you in the circle, you lie down, and they, like, torture you a bit. But they tried to bring uh, evil entities into your mind to make you, make you either give you some kind of power or take control of you, right? So, he said this went on a lot. Um, a lot of rituals, you know, guys in robes and weird stuff going on and just said, like, bad stuff. But it was magic. It was dark magic, black magic, right? He said they had this chair called the spark chair, right? And uh, you sit in the chair and then they blast electricity through you and it would make you spark. You'd be you'd become enlightened, right? So, uh, you know, you can go towards enlightenment through pain or through uh, pleasure. But this was like a pain chair to force you to enlightenment. And then he said, I don't remember the exact details, but he said uh, they would show you a screen. And when you sparked, when they sparked you, you could look at that screen, you could go to that place, like, like in your mind, you would be there, right? You'd be at that place, and it would feel like you were there, you were transported there. And then if they change the screen, you go to a different place. But a lot of remote viewing stuff he had to learn. A lot of magic, he said he has um, hardware in his body, you know, electronic hardware. And, uh... When he was uh, captured by this other group, the allegedly good, I don't know if they're good or not, but they took him to a tower in Toronto and they looked at his implants and they tried to deactivate some because he has implants all over him. But uh, he said he's like, 
I don't know, he said, when asked about his abilities and stuff like that, he said he's probably a bit faster and a bit stronger and just a bit more everything than the average person, you know, he, he looks pretty athletic and I don't know if he can jump super high or nothing, but um, it's very interesting, right? But obviously, if you wanted to prove he's a super soldier, you would just ask him to do x-ray, right? And then you could see, oh, there's there's nothing there, you know? you know. Your story is all a fraud, but if you see stuff, then it'd be different. But right now, he's in prison, so... Um, well, I haven't checked, actually. Last time I checked, he was in prison, so... Um, there was a conflict with his wife and stuff like that, and some internet drama but they were just kind of trying to use that as a way to put him in prison right because i think he has um sometimes you can have a like a license to kill right like james bond you know so nobody can you can't be arrested right if you do stuff or, or um, an ambassador, if you're an ambassador to another country, that you can't be arrested, you know, something like that with him, and, um, but now he's in prison in England. Um, what was I going to say? And then he said he was kind of designed at some points to hunt down aliens on, on Earth, right? So they would, they would be trained as a group, a small group detachment, and if they ever heard of something, oh, this is where he gets into the black triangles and stuff, right? The black triangle is a military flying, flying craft that goes real fast, right? But he said if they heard uh, of a alien situation, like uh, something mysterious happened, they, I think they would put him in the black triangle or whatever the fastest way to get him. They would send him as a group and... They said one time they sent him to Cambodia and there was this, um, a dog, dog alien. He was like a humanoid dog, right? And they were sent to get this guy, right? To hunt him down. And he would hang out in the trees and he got, there was a war going on and he got energy off of the negative feelings of people, right? He he was a dog alien, but he would just sit in the trees and just suck in the chaos. It was it was like a it was like a food for him, right? And they saw him, and as soon as he became aware, they saw him. He took off, but he got blasted, and somebody else they had a weapon. He had this this little belt on and shit, and somebody else got blasted. One of the soldiers, but then they they tracked him down, and one guy used um. Uh, um, where you, you, you travel through your mind. I forget that was what that's called at the moment. Uh, uh, vir virtual, no, what the fuck is that, man? Anyways, you, you sit and just sit and close your eyes and you can travel like with your mind, right? So he, he would do that and he'd track, track the wolf guy because the wolf guy is real fast. He's jumping through trees and shit, kind of like predator, right? And they actually tracked him, I think they got him, but um there was a whole thing going on. They used like satellites to zoom in and then they have like some they have like connection inside their brain 
with electronics and with the satellite together. Um, but I think they got him. But anyways, he was a negative entity, a negative alien, because, oh, yeah, it wasn't good. But And then he has, there's a video out there. He said he was um, going to see some tall greys. So there was a, uh, a landing, and you'll see three, like, seven-foot aliens, right? James Casbolt is, I don't know, he's six-something, right? Six-two, six-four, or whatever, right? But then you see on the video, it's a really bad video, it's hard to see anything as far away, but um, you see three, like, super seven-foot-tall uh, white-gray aliens walking, right? Um, and so he was, yeah, said he was hunting aliens, and, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't know if this is true, you know, I'm just saying... I, I went down the alien rabbit hole and underground thing. If you are interested, look up Phil Schneider. This guy seems legit, you know. Phil Schneider was uh, tasked by the the military to build underground tunnels, right? Phil Schneider said he built so many tunnels, hundreds of kilometers of tunnels underground, and uh, he goes into his alien encounter, right? And they were drilling down, drilling down, and their drill kept getting uh, uh, destroyed, right? They didn't know why, so they had a tube, and they sent uh, one guy down with, like, a few Marines, right? I don't know why they had Marines. No, maybe this is later on, but they sent one guy down a tube on a, a little elevator thing, right? And he said it was stunk. The stench was horrible, horrible. And he saw, like, gray aliens living underground, right? And he got afraid. Phil, Phil got afraid, right? So he tried to pull out his pistol. And he shot, I think he shot one or two. And then this gray alien had a pendant on his chest. He just touched the pendant and it fried, like, it sent out a beam and it fried Phil. And he lost, like, some of his toes and... uh and burned his hand and shit like that, but he survived. And then I think six Marines that said they lost their lives trying to defend. And then they're brought up and they just left the aliens alone. Like, I don't know what happened there, right? But And then he would had, he would do a talk in Phil Schneider. And he would have, like, a medal that didn't even exist. And he would have it in his hand and be like, this is the alien medal, you know? Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, that, yeah, that was Phil Snyder. That guy was cool, man. He does, he seems like a legit honest type of guy, like, in, like your neighborhood. Um, okay, so James Casbolt, uh, now he's in prison, but he, he was an alien hunter. He had, uh, electric circuitry embedded into his body, allegedly. Mm, he lived in Nelson, B.C. underground bases and traveled all around. He talks about a few different hits he did. And he did a lot of seminars, a lot of talks, right? Um, there's two families that wanted to work together to do world government. We see that kind of now kind of plays out. It makes a lot of sense, right? The Jewish families and... Uh, Nazi families working together, right? But at the same time, back in the day, they were fighting each other. Um, 
uh, let me just think. And there's Max Spears guy. He said he was a super soldier and he talked about aliens a lot and he was taken out, right? But this guy, he had an entity in him and you watch his video. I don't recommend watching his video, but you see this guy's face? There's something, something off about this guy, man. He had something in him, that was for sure. But you look into that guy's eyes and it's like some there's something evil in his eyes, man. And then James Caswell and Max Spears, they used to like, like, uh, Max Spears used to hate him and love him at the same time. So he, Max Spears used to follow James Caswell all around. Like, if you moved to this town, Max Spears would be there. If you moved to that town, Max Spears would be there. And they actually fought each other, and Max Spears shot him. Um, they were in a car, and he just kind of had the gun in his pocket and just pointed it up and boom shot James James allegedly he lived right well I mean allegedly it happened obviously he lived but and there was this whole thing and then he was just trying to be with his wife and kind of be a good person and then he knew these high-level masons and they taught him these uh, high-level skills about like your thoughts can change and help your reality right so they teach him these meditations to uh because he had these electronic implants in him that would bother him and and notify him all the time and and keep him focused on uh try to control him the implants right but these high level masons they taught him these skills how to take control of his mind and um and keep his focus on him on himself right uh, he talks a lot of, there's a lot of high-level masonries. He talks about, they do a lot of weird rituals and into magic and symbols. And they draw symbols. And it talks about the Vatican and uh, the royal families. What, what else did he talk about? His book is, I think I'm going to end the podcast soon, but... Uh, his book is very good. It's just like a PDF. It's like thirty pages, man. But you'll you'll see and you'll you'll remember what I said about the aliens, the tall tall aliens and shit like that. Yeah, I think I could wrap it up here. We're in half an hour. Yeah. So super soldiers. Oh, there's some other guys too. There's the other guy that they're into space, right? They're all about. He said he was on. He was a a soldier. On Mars for 20 years. Right? What's this guy's name? I don't even remember. But this guy... And he has... Like, it seems more more fake than the other guys. Because it's Mars, right? You know? And he said... He was a Marine for 20 years on Mars. And he goes in all these stories. But who knows, man? There's people with schizophrenia out there. They believe... The government's trying to kill them with the Tim Hortons, right? Um... I'm not saying the government's not trying to do that, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, he said he was in uh, Mars, and then he had to fight the aliens. And the aliens, they, they're insectoids, right? And they had, they didn't even have uh, guns. They had, because when you're an uh, insectoid alien, you can bend, uh, you, you can use the force, you can bend reality, so when the bullet's coming at you, you can just bend the bullet around you, right? 
especially if the, if the guy is far away, you can just use a force to bend the bullet. So you could never, uh, even if you had guns, you couldn't hit the, the insect guys because they could just bend the bullets or walk around the bullet, right? But they said um, they would just have swords, right? So the insectoids, they were great warriors, but uh, they wouldn't even use guns. They'd just use swords, so you'd have to do hand-to-hand -hand combat. Even if you had guns, you'd be trying to shoot close combat, and they would just be deflecting or bending the bullets. I'm not sure the whole details, but... And they had different, like, bolts. They shot bolts or something like that. It was a, like electrified railgun bolt. It wasn't like a firearm uh, with explosive. Uh. But he said they had the ability to kind of transport you, like uh, like a Star Trek, right? So they were on underground base, and normally the aliens, as long as you know, they live together side by side. You can live together. There might be little skirmishes here and there, but there's never any big wars going on typically. Unless you're, like, purposely trying to invade their territory or something. But he said normally they'll just be left alone, right? These guys, they don't care too much. You can, multiple aliens can live on a planet because the planet's so big. They can live underground. Everybody gets along okay, right? But, um, they said there's a big group of soldiers, and they were down in an underground, big, uh, underground theater kind of, uh, sports arena, underground sports arena, right? And then there was thousands of these insectoid soldiers came and trapped them, right? And then he just said, like, people are just getting chopped down, chopped down, whatever, right? Their soldiers would, his soldiers were just getting annihilated, right? And um, then they had to call their mission control or whatever, said, open a portal so we can get the fuck out of here, right? And then the mission control opened uh, this portal, and then they got sucked back to safety, right? But... Uh, they said they have these high uh, uh, med beds and uh, very powerful medical equipment. It's like a generates a hologram of you, so you lie down in, in there, and you'll have your natural hologram, and it's pulsed through your body, and so your body will will see uh, will if anything's missing, like if you had your hand shot off or something like that you they put you in the med bed and then you could visually see your hand right and your body would grow back into this uh like a state of uh, perfection and health right from a med bed using the holograms and then he said they would after 20 years service they wiped your mind and you just came back and you lived on earth and it it, it seemed like you didn't even disappear. They said they were they had uh, time time travel technology, so you could go work on Mars. Well, this is where it gets crazy, right? Obviously, but you can go work on Mars for um, twenty years, and uh, then they could time travel you back to a modern day, and you would just live your life down here, right? Hmm. But when it comes to time travel, 
and um, space travel. I think it all has to do with monoatomic gold. There's this monoatomic gold, and uh, I've I've read about it, and I don't know if it's all true, but like if you have some monoatomic element, it can like uh, you know I'm not a physicist, right? So don't quote me on this, but. I've heard about monatomic gold that can actually disappear, like it can disappear and uh, reappear because it's, if you have one, a mono is one, right? So it can vanish into a different dimension and come back. I don't know, there's a whole lot of weird shit with monatomic gold. If they stir it up, you know, it'll go back in time. It has time travel abilities. I, I don't know all the details, but... um the Egyptian pharaohs, they were all into eating monoatomic gold, they would, and it, uh, it's good for your DNA, helps you live longer, they say, and it uh, um, sinks both hemispheres of your brain. So normally people might be using one too much intellectual side or too much emotional side, but the monoatomic gold, when you eat it, it just is taste fine. Tastes fine. It's good. It's just uh, nothing wrong with it. I I take it sometimes, but uh, sinks both hemispheres of your brain, so you're uh, centered as a person, right? And um, it'll if you imagine little beads lining up on your DNA, it uh, they say it lines up and like uh, can fix and uh, gold is the ultimate conductor, right? So it can charge up your, make it more powerful if it, um, it'll, it'll be links in your DNA. It'll like form a chain of DNA, right? And then when you get into vibration and if your DNA is vibrating and now you have this monoatomic gold vibrating in your DNA, and that monatomic gold is going into a different dimension and then coming back, right? If you just heat it up, they say if you stir up and you heat it, I don't remember the exact details, man, but Jim Mars, he goes into this. And uh, monatomic gold is awesome. That's, uh, I think that's what's where space travel is. And uh, and then you look back in the, the dune, that's all about monatomic gold, but it's called spice, right? Spice is how they space travel, right? That's in Dune. In the movie Dune, they use spice to space travel. To bend bend time, they use spice, right? The whole fucking book is about spice. And then he would he would take the spice into his body, right? And then he'd trip out, right? And the worms are all in the spice. Everything is about spice. And that's monatomic gold, which has to do with bending space-time time travel, and um, psychic uh, abilities like uh, traveling, you know, space, time travel, monatomic gold, and yeah, that's what Dune was all about, okay, so where was that man, I just lost my train of thought. I'm just going to let you know at the end of my uh, podcast, I have uh, my songs, play my songs, and I have a YouTube channel, Ice Cream Truck Wars. You can watch some videos. Uh, there's episodes, like uh, there's documentary clips where they're just like crappy 20 second clips, right? But 
there's actually episodes uh, one to seven on the video, and there's um uh, four, uh seven cartoons. I think the cartoons are mine. I own cartoons. I made so they're awesome. Ice Cream Truck Wars. You go there and you can check out all the cartoons. And my songs, Katie Frost. Okay. So um, Super Soldiers, Monotoma Gold, Time Travel, James Casbolt is now in prison, and what else, oh the other guy, he went to Mars, he lived there for 20 years, he talks about all the giant spaceships, and he was a fighter pilot in a spaceship, and he talks about battles and stuff like that, I don't know, and he now he makes a school where he helps you release your abilities. That's what he says, right? He has these seminars, and you go to him, and you meet in person. And then he says he'll give you psychic abilities, teach you, right? Because that's what they learn when he went to the Space Academy, right? They learn mostly, like, a lot of psychic abilities, right? That the average person never heard about. So... I was interested in this, you know, I maybe he's full of shit, who knows, right? But it'd be interesting to go visit, do that thing. I don't know how much it costs, but... Um, and then there was another guy, he said he was on the Blue Avians, right? With the, the Blue Bird people, right? This guy, and he's got a lot of heat, and he seems to believe what he thinks, but people are schizophrenic, and they believe... They live in more in their imagination, right? So it's not saying they're bad people, but they'll just live in their imagination. They'll believe more like the imagination is real than the real life. So that's what you got to be aware of when you're watching on YouTube videos and stuff like that. Some people, they, they may seem honest. They may actually believe it and they may be good people, but they just... They have a chemical imbalance or whatever, and they believe too much in the imagination, right? Which is which is fair, you know, and you got to give people a good good chance. You can still get a good, interesting stories out of these people, right? I, I always like thinking about it. It seems like an episode of Star Wars to me when I hear these guys talk, right? Because when somebody talks, you create your own reality inside your own mind, and it becomes more real than even, like, watching a movie, right? When you're watching a movie, everything's given to you, but when you hear it, um, you can come up with your own conclusions, right? So the Blue Avian guy, he's kind of been, like, he even, he, I think he even sued people for, like, kind of defaming them and stuff like that. So he's kind of, he's interesting. He's, like, part Native guy in the States. Talks a lot about aliens, man. Uh, a lot about international space uh, stations, and he'll walk around, and you'll see, like, 20 different aliens, and he describes them all, and, and then he said he's very em empathic, so they would use him to feel out the other aliens, because other aliens, the communication is very strange, and so they would use this guy as a, they, they made his empathic abilities, like, greater and greater and greater, and so he would just sit there and kind of feel out the room, feel out the customers, you know, feel out the business deals, feel out everything. And then he would give his opinion on it, right? I can't come up with his name right now, but that was down the hole. Like, he was part of the, I think, Project Camelot rabbit hole, you know. Mm. 
I don't know, you know, and then we go into Star Wars, and I think I'll, I'll do a good Star Wars podcast, because uh, I I know a lot about Star Wars, I let her, read a lot of Star Wars books, and so the books are uh, amazing, and I think I do do a real good Star Wars podcast, so maybe we'll get that coming up, I could do that tomorrow or something, um, I hope the audio quality is good, I try and do my best, I know you can, sometimes you can hear me breathing, and smacking my lips and all this shit but I try and uh, edit out the best I can uh, the first time I did a podcast I actually farted like four times so it was embarrassing but I didn't uh, I didn't play that one you know for obvious reasons excuse me okay I think we'll call it a day it's Kevin Super Soldiers Podcast see you next time bye everybody sing everybody dance everybody know where I'm going to go Everybody sing, everybody dance, everybody know where you're going to go to. Everybody sing, everybody dance, everybody know where you're going to go to. Everybody sing, everybody dance, everybody know where you're going to go to. Katie's gonna flash the bling bling. I'm gonna make the whole crowd sing. I'm gonna put on a wedding ring. Katie's gonna go on doing his thing. I'm gonna keep it real 24-7. Katie's going on, you could call me Kevin. I'll come to your town and I'll catch all your fish. And then I'll go out and take out your miss. Cause I'm never gonna get dissed. Katie's gonna go and flash the wrist. Cause I got the diamonds and the cash. And Katie's gonna hit that ass and hit the hash. I move real fast. Everybody sing, everybody dance, everybody know where you're going to go to. Everybody sing, everybody dance, everybody know where you're going to go to. So it's party time, so have a time and flip that coin and spin my dime. Put a quarter in your pocket and put a gear in the socket, cause you know that everybody's gonna party and you know that it's up to me to get it started. It's big tasty and he's your MC tonight and everybody's gonna push and fight but when it comes down to it it's gonna get real and everybody's gonna have a no big deal because you know that you got sex appeal and it's big tasty everybody sing everybody dance everybody know where you're going to go to everybody sing everybody dance everybody know where you're going to go to